This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days, they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, So the past few days, I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, Now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, Um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside. Uh, For instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, Based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, So I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, We want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there hello if you're getting this message you've reached my answering machine i'm no longer answering my phone i'm sheltering in place from this virus Um, Y2K, it's called. It's going to shut down all the computer networks. Society is going to collapse. I suggest everyone immediately get to their shelters. This is the big one. This one's going to be terrible. Um, If we survive this and society does rebuild, I will call you back. Please leave a message at the beep. Hey, Tanner. uh, Just wanted to tell you that um, some of the guys at school found your Trapper Keeper with the notebook inside uh, where you wrote Tanner Greenring plus Amanda from Melrose Place, played by Heather Locklear, formerly of Dynasty, which is oddly specific, but apparently you wrote it like over and over again, and you put like hearts around it. Uh, So if I were you, I would probably try to stay away from school for a little bit. Um, oh, also, uh, you know Amalia uh, Vargas? She's, like, working really hard to try to help Maggie Bloom, who's, like, struggling with body image issues and, like, an eating disorder, and she's, like, trying to help her. 
Um, and she managed to convince her to go see this therapist, uh, Dr. Fuentes. Um, and like, they went together and like, like Maggie made her go in with her, but like, apparently Dr. Fuentes was like pretty helpful. So it seems kind of promising though. Obviously it's like a hard road ahead. Oh, and, uh, you vanish, uh, got like, you probably know this, but vanish got this huge gig playing the homecoming bash for $500. Um, uh, but Maggie was, like, totally freaking out about it because she's, like, a perfectionist, and she was, like, worried that she wasn't going to do well, and it was, like, a, a real worry. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, James is still being, like, super creepy to Amalia, and he's, like, leaving these, like, weird, creepy notes in her locker. Uh, but Vanish fucking rocked the bash, and they, like, really did a great job, and, like, everyone loved it. And uh, Maggie did a really good job, and she, like, sang Hey Down There, and it was a huge hit. Um, and, oh, and, uh, Brendan, the new guy, gave Amalia a flower. Uh, so I think they're in Ida. Uh, but, uh, a- anyway, the Cromax want to rearrange your face, because you wrote that you are into Amanda from Melrose Place. I don't even watch it, but I don't know what that is. But it sounds bad. Um, okay, bye, call me back. <laughs> It's surprising to me that the crumb mags would be upset about that because she's like a babe, right? <laughs> she is a babe, but it's like weird to put like hearts around it. Yeah, you you oh, got yeah. my message. Oh, I did get your. Sorry, I was actually. I was here. You were here. Oh, I just I was okay. like screening. I was busy with something. You were screening. I, just, I heard your message. I was like listening to your message as yeah. you were leaving it. Yeah, which is why I decided to call you back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think is Shannon Shannon Doherty. That's nine hundred two one zero. Okay, Melrose Place, as you will know, because we're in it now. Yeah, uh, and it has it won't end for at least another year. Right. Uh, it, Melrose Hopefully Place never. is a spinoff. Yeah. Of nine hundred two one zero, as you know. Okay. Um, and Amanda. Is a character played by Heather? You know, you know this, and she's a babe. She's a yeah, babe, yeah. and it's fine to be into babes, but it's weird to like write it in your notebook a hundred times. Okay, and well, your trapper keeper. It's called the secret. So okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that came out around now too. I'm gonna Google it real quick and find out the secret. I'm gonna Google it while you introduce the show. Okay, here's the show. The show is uh, the California Diaries, and it's the Babysitters Club Club, and it's me, Jack Shepard, 2006. And great. And what I meant was, okay. I'm gonna write a book. Yeah. My name is Rhonda Byrne, and I'm gonna write a book, and it's gonna be called The Secret. Okay. And I'm working on it now, and I ex- expect it'll be done in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you're gonna say like what you want. It's called. It's about visualization. Yeah. yeah. And Heather Locklear. 
And it, yep, and that's what I'm practicing. Okay, great. Um, she didn't do much after Melrose Place. Rhonda Byrne? No, uh, I'm not Heather, even sure she was on it. Heather Locklear. Oh well, yeah. Um, Tanner, uh, I didn't say what I didn't finish saying. I'm Jack Shepard. You're Tanner Greenring. What we do is the Babysitters Club Club. What we actually do is the California Diaries, and oh, and isn't isn't your face red now? No, isn't your face red? No. Four episodes of Hot in Cleveland. Okay. Ten episodes of Franklin and Bash. Yeah. Okay. And then as recently as three years ago, she was on eight episodes of Too Close to Home. Okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> isn't your face red? And my face is a little bit red. She played First Lady Caitlin Christian on Too Close to Home. Okay, that's great. And what we play is Tanner Greenring and Jack Shepard, who record the California Diaries show. And this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number 9, Amalia, Diary 2. Fate. 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 Before we talk about our tombstone, yes. which feels a segment that feels more grim than ever. <laughs> yeah. May I place myself in this moment in time? Yeah, I think that's useful. Yeah. Just as sort of like, as a sort of. Situate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Tanner Greenring. Yes. I live in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. I generally, since my son was born 10 months ago, record out of a co working space exactly mm, 500 yards from my front door of my apartment. Mm -hmm. It is has been closed uh -huh. because of a disease spreading around the world called COVID-19. Uh -huh. So now I am in my living room. Yes. Recording from my desk, which is a few feet away from my sleeping son. So if you notice that I seem slightly subdued over the next uh, four to 16 episodes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's because of that. And so, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I like, you seem measured. Yeah. You seem like you're weighing your words. Yeah. I think it's a new you and I like it. Yeah. Well, get used to it because yeah. who knows when this Well, we may get some, we'll get some of the, the, the sounds and the smells of your home. Right, we might. Jamie yeah. might come through. Miles might the, the Brooklyn wake shuttle up. train go by. You can hear the minutes. the shuttle train go by. Um, that's great. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, the sounds of the helicopters. Helicopters <laughs> outside yeah, your people home. Screaming. Oh, <laughs> there's people who live right across the street from me who have a balcony. Yeah. And they're very keen on. There's like six, like twenty somethings who share a house. Mm -hmm. They're very keen on coming out to their balcony and doing like cutesy dance parties and yoga oh, and i just fun. like no it's it's the worst and i every time i see them i'm just filled with rage you know what i do tell me if this fills you with rage every day at five o'clock me and matt and pj walk around the neighborhood six feet apart from each other each drinking a cocktail we call it walk tails <laughs> <laughs> No, it sounds like something Socrates would yeah. do. Yeah, and sometimes I bring Cyril. Yeah, and so it's just the boys. And Cyril Have has you considered inviting Matt and PJ and their loved ones into your germ family. <laughs> Cyril is taken to being like, I want a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so we Good. make a little cocktail for Cyril as well, which is, uh, in case you're wondering, a very weak gin and tonic. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's not like bad parenting or anything. It's just like a very weak gin and tonic in a sippy cup. And you know what? And it usually doesn't finish it. This yeah. this is the this is the new normal, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> we're all trying to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. Society has changed. Yeah, we're all figuring it out. We need to be nimble. We yeah. need to be patient. Yes, we need to be solution oriented. That's right. And we're all living with a lot of anxiety right now, including Cyril. And if he needs, yeah, a very weak, a very weak gin and tonic, gin and tonic to take the edge off. It's nothing. It would do nothing to me. It's like a finger of gin, and then like fill up the rest with tonic. And ice. Today, a mutual friend, a little of bit ours, of roses, lime juice. I won't name because what I'm about to say is illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, met her dealer in Prospect Park and did like social distance. <laughs> <laughs> like her dealer, like dropped the weed off like six feet away. <laughs> oh, what fun! What yeah. fun! Uh, what we like to do is talk about the books, and this week we're talking about. Oh fuck, dude! This book was fucking great. I book, loved yeah, it. I you really know, so, liked you know who, it. Let's on the count of three. Let's name our favorite California Dyers character. One, okay. two, three. Amalia. Amalia. Yeah, yeah. She's the best one. She's amazing. She's perfect. She's so cool. She's so understanding. Yeah. She's so patient. She's always thinking about other. She's people. She's so solution oriented. Yeah. I mean, Ducky is cool too. Ducky's is a close second, I think. Ducky is cool too. You know what? They're two sides of the same coin for me. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. They're both they, like they both. If we are in a crisis, you would want Ducky or Amalia, right? Yeah. yeah. That's if you could only pick two out of the the fucking Palo City crushers or whatever the fuck they're called, you would pick Ducky and Amalia, no question. Yeah. And not Dawn, and not not Sonny. Dawn because Dawn is like hand wavy. Yeah. She's like she's the person who's like, this is all just a bad cold that'll pass. Yeah. And like Sonny's just like Sonny's wild. Uh, Sonny's like fucking like throwing parties at her house. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not safe. Yeah. You know? And Maggie's just a wreck. Maggie's, I like Maggie. Maggie's would be a, a number three for me. I like Maggie a lot, but she, uh, you know, she's dealing with her shit and she can be like sad and mopey in a way that's not what I need right now. My number three is Zeke. Zeke is cool. Zeke yeah. is the new Jeff. Have you heard Zeke that Bloom. saying? Zeke is yeah, the new Jeff. Zeke is the new Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I'm saying is Zeke yeah. is the new Jeff. Um, what oh, I wanted to tell you this up top. I wanted to tell you two things up top. One, okay, I woke up like this. Okay, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Tanner's looking at me, so he knows you I woke. I woke really up like leave. this. You look you, to to kind of it's a it is a uh, audio medium. Yeah. So let me describe what Jack yeah. looks like. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but I did wake up like this. He looks like he hasn't left the house all day. Yeah, I have. Except maybe to go get like. Slightly drunk with his friends. Yeah, yeah. And then the second thing I want to tell you is something that was some wisdom that I learned from this book. Tanner, if you're feeling anxious right now, if you're not, feeling performance anxiety. I'm not. If you're feeling off kilter, worried, nervous, you don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, everyone's kind of feeling that right now. Just let the podcast take control. Okay. Okay. And this is good. Yeah. Let the podcast take Let the control. podcast take you over oh, and feel wow. the rhythms 
of the podcast. Feel the rain on your skin. And feel the rain of your skin. And that you can't say that because it hasn't happened yet. Rain of your skin yeah. is what you said? And I did say that's, I did. That sounds like no, a Cenobite thing. No, you're right. Let's dwell on that because I did make a small <laughs> verbal miscue. Feel the rain <laughs> yeah. of skin. <laughs> Um and let the podcast take control and the podcast is about Amalia it's diary number 2 Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what Let's happened. Let's talk about uh, it. Let's talk about the word on the front of the book which was fate. Finish. Okay. Fate. And it's fate. Yeah. Here's so uh let's do the segment. The segment is called What What's Words Would Be tombstone? on Your Diary? Okay, and it could also be what is on your tombstone, and I've reluctantly... Can I tell you about my dinner? One sec, let me just grab the box. It's literally right. right here. Perfect. Oh, this is great. I've forgotten about this. What happens when Tanner records at home is he gets distracted by things it. in his house. Yeah, okay. Pizza OG. OG, that means today. That means today. Did you know that? Siciliana, it says, did you know, Tanner, that OG means today? Oh, and it's beyond meat. What the fuck? With cauliflower crust? Holy shit. What is that and like? Vegan mods. That's like bubbly on steroids. It's so good, too. It was really good. It's what's on your tombstone. It's beyond meat. Yeah, I'll tell you what's on Fucking my tombstone. Fucking vegan sausage. Tell you what's on my tombstone. Italian, beyond sausage, Italian crumbles on cauliflower crust, gluten-free with vegan mozzarella. Fuck It's yeah, what's dude. on my tombstone. And by tombstone, I mean pizza oggi. Oggi. And it means today. Oggi. In Italian. I just really yeah. want to drive that point home. Um, that's great. That sounds nice. Sarah's making me spaghetti and meatballs right now. Oh, both of us are a little, yeah, a little flourish of the Italiano. Oh, al fresco, bafangu. Yeah, that means go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> what you just said. Um, just let the podcast take control. And oh, we're saying what words would be on our diary. Here's what I think. I'm I'm open to suggestions, but here's what I think. What the word that is on Maggie's di- uh, on Amalia's diary is one word, and it is fate. And I think that the word that would be on our diary is a word or a phrase that rhymes with fate. Okay. And that describes our day. Amalia's day was fate because there is the fate that is. Brendan, we'll get to it. Don't worry, we'll get to Brendan. <laughs> we'll get to Brendan. Um, and there is the fate that is. Uh, what's the fate of Maggie going to be? We don't know. She's uh, she's gone through some shit right now. Mm. Um, and then there's the fate that is like is James, who's a ticking time bomb in the background. But what's what's our day? And would you like me to tell you mine? Yes, and it has to rhyme with fate. That's what I think. Yeah. So I think the word that's on my diary, Tanner, a couple things. Thing number one for me is that I was in a, not a nice mood today because it's a, a scary world out there. And mm-hmm. I was trying to edit Monday's episode 
and instead played a tower defense game on my iPad. Okay. Yeah. And so I was thinking my word might be procrastinate. Okay. Yeah. And then here's the other one, but it probably requires an emoji to get it across, which may not be right for the time. And it's also similar. It's like, I have still have a lot of shit I need to do, and I have to look after my child, and we don't have daycare for, oh, God, who knows, until November? Who the fuck knows? Who um, knows? He even knows. And uh, but, Actually, by November, it might like come back around. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but I still have to like take care of a lot of adult shit. So I was thinking the other possibility might be great. And then it would be like the eye roll emoji. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So which of those do you like? Um, I think they're uh, on the cover. So here's my concern about the second one. Yeah. On the cover of a book, yeah. tone is extremely hard. Well, to we could have a picture of me convey. of me like rolling my eyes. I think even then it's okay. pretty tough. Okay. So you think procrastinate. And we'll just like put the, the eight part in italics so it's clear where you're supposed to emphasize it. Yes. Okay procrastinate does sound good so do you want to you want to do the um let's do this uh okay you want to go through the exercise here's what i want thought, here's the, the thought here's the thought experiment i want to do for you so yep. you have solved the first two puzzles uh they okay. were scary and they were death traps but you figured them out because you're smart you're an explorer you got a cool hat you got a whip and you figured it out okay. and this it's is, this is the saw and movies it's the third uh it's not saw movie. the saw movies it's not that. Uh, sure, it be, you said scary puzzles. Okay, you, you can have it be whatever you need it to be. But I'm telling you what's happening. Okay. Um, you've escaped Jigsaw. You ran yes. away from him uh, in the second puzzle. And then you walk into a cave. And there is There's a, knives in the wall. And they sh- shoot at you. Unless you can solve his tricky puzzle. Okay, fine. Okay, let's add that to what I was saying. There's knives in the and wall. You have to you have to stick your penis in a vat full of hypodermic needles. Okay, yes, and, and it, it teaches you about things. Yeah, that you shouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. That's fine. And but there's also a ghostly knight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And his a and then this is interesting. The first thing he says to you is he's like a ghostly knight. He looks like he might be hundreds of years old. Okay. And the first thing he, <gasps> that's Jigsaw. I saw the first one. That's Jigsaw. <laughs> that's Jigsaw. He's, he's con- pretending. He's confused. He's like trying to distract you from sticking your penis into the vat of needles. I just keep insisting. He's like, uh, excuse me. Like you don't notice him at first because you're like, oh god, I gotta dip my penis in this but that he's like that as after you've like kind of got through that you notice that a guy's been like uh <clears throat> like clearing his throat <laughs> he's like holding my shoulder <laughs> trying to keep me from oh, doing it i'm me. like one second <laughs> i need to stick my penis in this vat of hypodermic needles <laughs> but finally he's got your attention okay. and you're like uh yes sir jigsaw and he's like no that i've i've he's like i i've been known by many names <laughs> okay but jigsaw is not thus far one of them Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. Okay. But he points to a wall, and there's a wall, and there are 40 books on it. Okay. And and he says to you, this is your final test, and you must choose the good book, but choose wisely. And then you look at the wall, and what you see is there's this 
beautiful, ornate King James Bible. Just gorgeous, and it's embossed with gold. Okay. And it's been like, like the title is in calligraphy. That's like the most beautiful writing you've ever seen. Then there's next to it, there's a copy of Who Moved My Cheese that's like the first edition, like hardback. Signed? Is it signed? Signed. Okay, say no more. And, you know, there's a bunch of nope. books that are like that. Say no more. <laughs> well, let me. <laughs> there are a bunch of books that are like that, but like, and the only other thing that you notice just out of the corner of your eye, you're, obvi- you're like reaching for Who Moved My Cheese already, but yeah. out of the corner of your eye, you see like in the like I cobwebs. I say to Jigsaw, is that sign? And I reach for it. <laughs> Do you want it? There's a book that is, it's like, it's like covered in cobwebs and dust and like you can barely make out. There's a picture of me. It's like me. But like I'm like holding, looking at an iPad, and I'm not having a good time playing Kingdom Rush you, Vengeance. Like this, yeah, yeah. Like got, like- my chin is like basically into my neck. Yeah, <laughs> and then it says Jack, Book Nine, Volume Two, Procrastinate, and it, like the A T E is like italicized. And which here's the thing yeah. is I know that's the right answer because yeah. I've seen Indiana Jones. Yeah, but yeah. I am so intensely curious about the first edition signed yeah. Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't even care if I pass the puzzle. Yeah. I just want I want to okay. pick that up. That's what you get. Yeah. And Jigsaw can I, can I take it and go or Yeah, you go. And the the castle crumbles around you. Jigsaw does say you chose poorly, but as your life I can tell you because I'm like an omniscient narrator here, as your life progresses, like you live to a happy old age. And at the and on your deathbed, you're like, did I choose poorly? Because like, who moved my cheese really helped me with like management decisions throughout my right. career, and like, I have no regrets. Yeah. So, one well, a life with live without regrets. Like, what more could anyone ask for? No, exactly. What would I have gained from picking the right book? You'll never know. Unclear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it belongs in a museum. It belongs in the a museum. First edition. Who moved my cheese? Signed yeah. by the author. <laughs> yeah. Belongs in a museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and what's on your diary? Well, I woke up this morning and... Wait, you woke up like that? Um, actually, this is what I put on for a client call. Oh, okay. So, okay. Good. Uh, you look great. I woke up this morning, I came out to the living room, and I ate some cereal, and then I went back into the bedroom because the nanny was here, and then I worked all day i had a a long client call and then i wrote some magazine articles and Mm -hmm. then um i finished up the day by playing about 45 minutes of the new animal crossing game so my day was pretty uneventful up until this moment right when i was summarizing and sort of stating again the main points of my day Mm -hmm. aka recapitulate okay that's great and so it's recapitulate and i've solved the first two puzzles okay (laughs) do you want to play a game (laughs) uh sir lancelot (laughs) why are you wearing that weird mask with like a swirly symbol on it before you is a a mousetrap with a razor blade on it and uh Hungry piranha and a um, uh, cheese grater. You have to put your dick in one. <laughs> Which do you choose? Are you? Can you? Before I do that, can you tell me? Choose about- now. You have ten seconds. Nine. Wait. Eight. Okay. Seven, uh, uh, cheese six. grater. Cheese grater. 
<laughs> and you grate your you cheese grate your dick, and it sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh. And that's it. And that's the that's, and the that's thought it. experiment. Okay. And doesn't that suck? Yeah. And then on on my way back, I I do I do pick up a copy of um, Procrastinate Tanner Book Nine. You're in the hospital getting your shredded up dick looked at. Yeah. You're in the waiting room and sitting on the the waiting room table is like a a book. Yeah. Looks well worn. It's called Tanner Book Nine, Volume Recapitulate. Two. Yeah. And I and I and I do idly thumb through it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's talk about this novel. Okay. Uh, it was so good. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Amalia is amazing. She's an inspiration to me. Here's the thing that's interesting. Let's talk about this. In the Ducky books. The Duckyverse. Yeah. In the Duckyverse, Count Chocula, um, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, McDuck uh, Darkwing uh, Duck. Yeah. In the Duckyverse, and Ducky. In the I Ducky, think the Rescue Rangers are technically part of that, too. There's no ducks in that. No, but I think they share a universe. I think there was some crossover between Rescue Rangers and um, okay. DuckTales. Yeah, you're right. Ducky. So Gadget, Zipper, Monterey Jack. Gizmo. What did I say? You said Gadget. Gizmo's the... Isn't it Giz, in, named Gizmo? No, Gadget. Who's the, like, gadgety duck? Oh, his name is Gizmo. Yeah. Who are you thinking? Gadget of? is the sexy mouse from... Um, okay, don't get me started. Rescue Rangers. Don't get me started on this. Yeah. Uh, Gadget Hackwrench and Gizmo is. Let me look. Let me just look it up. Gizmo okay. Duck. His name is Gizmo Duck. Right. Okay. So I'm right. I'm not wrong about this. Um, yeah. In the Ducky verse, when Ducky talks to his diary, he's talking mm. to us. Me? He says, You, right? He's like, You did this. You. He's, it's all in the second person. You. Yes. You. Yes. You. When Amalia. In the Amalia verse, when she talks to her diary, she's talking to N Book, and we're N Book. She says N Book, N Book, which is uh, from Crash Bandicoot. Yep, but we're N Book. I thought that's interesting. It's uh, who Anne or Pete or Jeannie or whoever's writing the books chooses for us to be seems to be like a new character in these novels in a way that's not true of the Babysitters Club books. Okay. It's like, are we going to be Ducky? Are we going to be End Book? We are part of this. It's like a virtual reality experience in a lot of ways. They bring us into these novels in a way that oh, it's is like not, Dark Mirror. It's a lot like Dark Mirror. It's like Dark Mirror. It's like Dark Mirror. And mm-hmm. sometimes you are fucking a pig. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are uh, a bee that is made of made of robots. Okay. And it's Black Mirror, I think. And I haven't seen a lot of it. <laughs> Sometimes you choose your own adventure. Sometimes you choose your own adventure, and yeah. it's Bandersnatch. Yeah. And that's Bandicoot. And that's Bandicoot. And that's where, And so that's what's going on. Okay. Yes. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Let's talk about what happens in this novel. Amalia- Tanner, I noticed you were distracted during that segment. Yes. Yes. And I was looking up um, something in my email. Okay. That's super unhelpful for work an upcoming segment okay perfect that's coming up after the break after the break okay yes no let's do it now fuck it let's do it now let's do it now let's do it now let's do it uh stephanie stephanie can you come in here 
in your house? Just be, be very quiet. Get, the, yeah. Can you tell her to keep six feet away from you at all times? Stay six feet away from me. Yep. You're in the germ family now. <laughs> <laughs> and please be quiet because the boy is asleep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And please, yeah, go ahead. Sing the song. Six mysteries, I read those. I don't want to read a no lie. Ellen Miles or a Susan Wayne tried VBE and the entity. They can't seem to make the A plot match the B. I just want to read the Everclear. Everclear. Yeah. Th- thank you, Baby B Stephanie, for submitting. Baby B Stephanie. She's not on Twitter, but she is on Instagram, and she wanted everyone to know that her Instagram handle is at rmxbandit. That's cool as hell. That is cool as hell, actually. Jesus. Okay, go follow RMX her. Bandit. Yeah, that's awesome. 
It's almost like BMX Bandit. Damn, BMX. Do you think she? Do you think she meant BMX Bandit, but it wasn't available, so she's like a RMX. R is the closest letter to B if you think about it. Wow, that bl- doesn't blows your mind, doesn't it? And it does. Yeah, one might say A or C, but like no, if you it's actually, actually look R, at them. If you look at it, it's R and then it's K. Fuck, that's crazy yeah. to think about. And then it's F. BMX Bandits is a group that are teenage fan club adjacent. Yeah, we'll play a clip. It's probably from the 90s. Okay. If you want your head rearranged, get some serious drugs. Get some serious drugs. The trouble with me, I can't give in, you see. The trouble with me. Well, there's the there's the RX bandits. Okay, that's not that's nothing. There's no they they're like a um, uh, Fat Records. Okay, pop that's punk. something. That's yeah. something. But what, the reason that we just heard that wonderful song from Baby B Stephanie, and please do submit your Laranges moment songs. Like Stephanie, be an example to us all. Like Stephanie has been. Um, the reason we play that song is because it's a Pete book. Pete wrote this. Pete woke up like this, didn't he, Peter? Oh, Pete. You son of a gun! You woke up like this. You didn't woke you? up like this, and I'm uh, waking up just now. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, headless and bottomless torso with no odor. You woke up like that. That's how Why you. Why is woke he up. headless now? I just don't think that. I just think it's probably not safer. It's safer because you might look at those. I don't, it just let's. I think. I think what you're aiming for is something below the clavicle. Yes. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and yeah, above yeah. the sternum. Hmm. And that's yeah. all we care about. It is, and that's what matters. That's because the those two sweet, yeah, little nipples, pepperonis. Oh. No, I, I think it should be nippleless. Uh, well, I don't. Then we got. It's just like a slab of meat. Then <laughs> meat, Pete. Meat, Pete. Okay, yeah. And in order to be as just as respectful and deferential, respectful to him. and deferential as we can be. Yeah. We are now going to be referring to him as Meat Pete. Odorless just, Meat Pete. He has no odor and he's just a slab of meat. He's that just doesn't a slab have any of nipples. meat to us with no nipples. No feet. No. God, no. No features. No. Meat, and, it's... And, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Yeah. No odor. And no odor. Nothing. that We tried We tried just a faint odor that was pleasant. And that then that went too far. It felt like it went, went too, too far. far. It went too far. There's it so smells now, like nothing. It's almost uncanny. It's like a vacuum. And it's Meet Pete and but what Meet Pete wrote this one, didn't he? Meet Pete wrote it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Stephanie's song was about. And what was the moment when you realized that only the odorless, nippleless torso of meat slab of meat Peter Larangius could have possibly written this book, Tanner? Let me tell you. I have Let a very clear one and it's like the first line of the book. Okay, that sounds like we have the same one, because yeah. I was about to read the literal intro of the book, yeah. and I want you to read it instead. Okay, I'm going to read it to you. End book. You are not going to believe what magazine I have in front of me. Teenzine. I hate Teenzine. 99% of the articles are about guys and zits. How to tell them apart might be a truly useful piece. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's a burn... It's a beautiful. You know what? That that's alongside 
every man with a fortune must be in search of a woman to marry. Oh, a nail. Yeah. And um, all the happy families are alike. Something, something. And it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And the best of times, the worst of times. One of the great openings for me. Ishmael. Yeah. Um, What's the opening of Who Moved My Cheese? uh, Oh, God. I should know this, shouldn't I? Oh, God. Uh, Oh, wait. One sec. Now that I'm home. You can just grab it. It's like this uh, storied opening. The sandstorm had scoured the narrow rock ledge clean. Okay. Really? That's not like a fantasy? It's not like never-ending story? Oh, that's Mist. The Mist Reader. That's the Mist Reader. Okay. And that's another one is the Mist Reader. I don't actually, believe it or not, I actually don't own Who Moved My Cheese. I've got it on Amazon here. One sunny Sunday in Chicago, several former classmates who were good (sighs) friends in school gathered for lunch, having attended their high school reunion the night before. So evocative. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, it's like he or she is bringing me there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I that. I feel like I'm in Chicago. One of the great openings for a novel, and Pete did it, and of course Meet Pete did this. It's mm-hmm. so good, and it's so perfect, and of it's Of course funny. Meet Pete did it. Yeah. Uh, and he did this book, and what a good book he did. It's so good. And I'm, I, I am deep enough to reach a feature on my body that I'm not willing to describe right now. Nipples? I wouldn't describe it, and I okay. wouldn't. Yeah, just just for adjacency's sake. Yeah, I'm not going to describe the feature of my body that I'm reaching. Okay, that the the sea of sweet meat, right, is reaching on me. Okay, and what? It, and you probably should say it because the vagueness is making it seem super weird. Oh God! And I really just really don't want to. Yeah, I'll say this. Yeah, I am swimming in a sea of sweet meat. Right. And it's reaching a feature of my body that is not my past your elbows, penis, past your elbows. Let's say or anus or anus. No, I I would say past the elbows under the clavicle. It's this is the scientific way to say it. It's what is where the sea of sweet meat, and you're swimming in a above, sea of sweet meat that is above, above my sternum, above the elbows, and below, my and below the clavicle. clavicle. Yeah, and it's not my penis or my anus. That's great. That's right? perfect, and we're just trying to be respectful. And we're just trying to be deferential. Yes. And Pete wrote this one, and it's about Amalia, and it's about Amalia. And here's the thing that I will say before we take a break that I think is okay. important, because we're going to try to talk a little bit more about this book. We're going to talk about Brendan. We're going to talk about Maggie. We're going to talk about probably not Dawn, frankly. She's not really in this. But what I want to say is that although this book is about Amalia, it's about Amalia constantly giving of herself to others. Mm-hmm. We learn it's so more, much about more about Maggie. The people around Amalia, specifically Maggie, who is yeah. in a moment of crisis. Real crisis, yeah. Yes. And we're all in a moment of crisis right now, but Maggie is feeling it more acutely than most of us. Yes. Because she's suffering through anorexia. Yeah, and she's admitted it, and Amalia is trying to figure out the and best way to talk to her about what? it. Pete and Anne, you said, boys... Boys, you did such a good job. You fucking nailed it. You navigated Last those sharky waters of talking about teen anorexia. We want you to do it to again. Have another go at and it. And guess what? And also probably the next few books. Yeah, they said. And we're and we're like, good. We'll do that. They're like, we're we'll in. talk about Pete's lack of nipples. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yes, for uh, for maybe ten minutes. Ten to fifteen we'll minutes. Yeah, I felt very comfortable there. 
Yeah. Um, we'll do a jigsaw role play for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Could I say that I did get, so, uh, uh Maggie does, uh, with Amalia and to some small extent, Dawn's encouragement, go and see Dr. Fuentes, who yes, is sir. a therapist who is a therapist for Amalia's mom. Um, and uh, with- no, Amalia's mom is a caretaker. She like helps. She's like a social worker. Okay. And so she and knows she helps, Dr. Like, Fuentes. She helps like abused women. Okay. And she knows Dr. Fuentes through that context. Okay. Yes. And so Dr. Fuentes is the hot is the hottest shit. And and Amalia and Dawn are able very, very gently to to push Maggie to go and see Dr. Fuentes. And I just wanted to say that I who I've never seen a therapist. I probably ought to. But you should. I really should, right? I started seeing a therapist regularly recently, yeah. and it's been very nice. And the things that Doctor Fuentes says are like things my therapist says. Well, that—that's what I was gonna say. Is I got genuinely like contact therapy from Doctor <laughs> Fuentes <laughs> reading this book. I went to the Doctor Fuentes said something that like echoed something my yeah. therapist said, which was like I went to my therapist and I was like, and this is fine to talk about, right? Yeah. No, this is our therapy. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I just have like trouble socializing and I just don't like going to like parties and shit. And he's like, why? And I was like, oh, I just like have trouble like turning it on and like being charming and and fun and like getting people to like me. And he's like, do people need to like you? And I was just like, (laughs) oh, no, I guess not. (laughs) I don't give a shit if anyone likes me. He's like, I don't. Well, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Problem solved. That sounds good. Here's what I, here's the one that like, I'm like, I'm going to like write it down in my fucking diary in my Trapper Keeper that, that Dr. Fuentes said. Maggie is a rock. She never lets her anger or sadness or frustration show. Seeing her like this is scary. Then I realized something, end book. Now I'm being like everyone else. I'm expecting her to be perfect. You don't like to cry, do you? Dr. Fuentes oh, asks softly. To cry. Maggie shakes her head. Oh, I'm not that naive. You hate when everything feels out of control, especially your emotions. Maggie nods. Then finally, she breaks down into sobs. I like that. It's okay. That's, too, that's close to home to you? Yeah. You never cried in front of me. You want me to now? We openly admit the moments we cry in these books i fucking we're both fairly open about that i sobbed in this book i like legit like heaving sobs we will get back we will get to okay all right let's take a break and let's get to that okay okay bye Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's Jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, Tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. 
Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven. D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep at playing least as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and w- I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge worthy and it's like, it's bite size. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the phone. game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Here's what I want to do, Tanner. I want to inspire you first. I want to make you inspired i want to make you happy i want to lift you up before i bring you down with my tearful okay. moment with the thing that oh, makes me God. sad okay i just want to read this because this it's it's adjacent to the cheerful moment we'll introduce it but before we do i want to give everybody hope i want to lift them up on angel's wings um and read this passage about the practice that happens okay before the vanish practice. Vanish practice. And yep. Maggie's in a state. She's not happy. She is worried that her voice sounds bad. She's a perfectionist. Everything is bad. She doesn't like the way she looks. She's she coming out of a crisis. Doesn't like the way she sounds. She can't. She's, she's finding not her way out of a crisis. Happy. Jack. And let's give her skin. a little patience. Let's give her a little patience. We're trying, Jack, right now. Yeah. We're all trying to be nimble. Yeah. 
We're all trying to adapt. We're trying, we're all to, trying adapt. to cope. Yeah. We're trying to be solution oriented. That's right. Nobody moved your cheese. We're in a crisis. Yeah. And we're trying to we're trying to figure out our we're yeah. trying to navigate this. We're together, trying to navigate all of us. But let me lift you up before I bring okay. you down. Okay. And do you have to bring me down? You know what? Actually, I'm realizing that the tearful moment isn't going to bring you down. It's just going to, it made me cry. <laughs> it's going to lift me up higher. It lifts you up, but in a way that's. Higher and higher. Okay. And I, do we have a no singing rule on the I podcast? I said your, your um, tearful moment. Okay. Lifting me up higher. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what that is. So to me, it's just. Than I ever been lifted before it's and something you made popular up classic something song. you've made up okay yeah listen to this soon the band heads back rico plays the opening chords to hey down there oh and hey down there by the way in case you don't fucking know is a song that's about a girl who can't lift herself up she can't say the right things to herself. She can't say the the things she needs to hear about how she's good and she's right and what she does is good. It's a perfect song for this moment in Maggie's life that she wrote about herself. It's so powerful. Pete did that. Meet Pete. Meet Pete. He yeah. wrote Hey Down There. Let's be honest. Yeah. And Maggie God, misses... And, and, and you know what he's... And I hate to bring this up. Yeah. But what do you think Meet Pete is talking about when he says, hey, down there? <laughs> I, not something on his body because there's nothing. It might be. It might be. And he might be and he might be owning it again. You know, he might be. It might be saying, I don't know what's down there. I'm going to take this back. I'm going to take this back from you boys. Yeah. You boys have taken this from me and I'm taking it back. Hey, yeah. down there. Hey. My sweet, sweet feet. Oh, and it is powerful to say. And it is powerful to say. Yeah. Hey, down there. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Something to sit with, and I'm just going to let it hang out there, and people can think about it, and that's fine. Maggie misses her entrance. Dawn and I are looking at each other. The homecoming bash is crashing before my eyes. Then the song starts again. Maggie's stiff as a plank. She looks as if she's taking a math exam. But something happens when she begins the lyric. Maybe it's because she wrote it. Maybe it's the topic, a girl who can't give herself comfort and love until she steps outside herself with her feet, Tanner. Okay. With her feet. Yep. And Pete is signaling to us yeah. pretty clear Signal, that yeah. feet is back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> to quote that one orc yeah. from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Pete would have wanted us to do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. As the emotion takes over... Maggie leans into the keyboard. Her eyes close, but her fingers aren't missing a note. Can I quickly interrupt? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when the the so the boy, my boy, Here, Miles, Miles yeah. has been eating normal man food lately. Oh wow! For some time, for yeah. some months. Yeah. And it's been giving him um, normal man poops, mm-hmm. the man turds. And when I smell his butt and can smell that there's a poop in there, yeah, I will quote the orc from Lord of the Rings and okay. go, man turds. Because <laughs> the orc in Lord of the Rings says, man flesh. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And that has been Dead Time.
Dad talk. Yeah. That's your yeah. inspirational moment. That's perfect. Yeah. Um. Whatever. As the emotion takes over, Maggie leans into the keyboard. Her eyes close, but her fingers aren't missing a note. The chatting in the garage peters out. Then it stops. Maggie's voice is soaring. The words are ringing clear and urgent, yet somehow they sound like a whisper in deepest confidence. I'm so swept up, I don't want the song to end. And when it does, the garage is dead silent. Maggie's hands are resting on the last chord, her eyes still closed. When she opens them, she looks a little bewildered, as if she's just awoken from a dream in a place she didn't expect to be. I think Justin is the first to start clapping. I have to clap pretty quietly. I know I'm the first to cheer out loud. And I guess probably cheer out loud fairly quietly. Qu- but should. just quite quietly. Okay. And you could do it. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. That's fine. Fuck that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Okay, not too loud. This is so good and I love it. Okay, that's fine. But in a second, we're all screaming and whistling and stomping our feet. You want to go for that? Yeah. Okay, not too loud. Please don't wake the baby. It's like giving me anxiety. Rico plants a big wet one on Maggie's cheek. She's turning red. She did it! Big wet what? Big wet what? Dawn yells. Well, then it says she did it. Dawn yells. Rico planted a big wet one on on Maggie's Maggie's cheek. cheek. One what? And then Dong says she did it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that's not as inspirational Confusing as I thought. Confusing sentence. Yeah. Confusing sentence. Pete wrote it. Me, Pete wrote it. Bring it to him. Not me, Pete. Not me, Pete. Not me. No. It's Pete, Pete. It's back on the menu. It's Pete's back Pete, on the menu, and it's Pete, Pete again. <laughs> I want to tell you about what made me cry, but first I want to introduce it. And the way I want to do it is to say this to you, Tanner. I'm guilt-stricken, sopping with my head on the floor. Stop a baby's breath in a shoe full of rice. No, I can't be held responsible. Love Avril Lavigne. Because she was touching her face. I won't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. For the love of me. I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely flashmen. And she should not have been touching her face. Well, no, not in this, not in this, <laughs> the continent. <laughs> And it's a sad song for the 90s, and that's how we introduce Cheerful Moment now. And it's a freshman, and it's Verve Pipe. Yeah, Verve Pipe, not the Verve. The Verve Pipe, yeah. Yes. We'll do Bittersweet Symphony, probably. But not not sad. It's not sad. It's uplifting. Bittersweet? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to... Ooh, you know what I'm going to do? What? Um, What's the popular Radiohead song that's not Creep? High and Dry. No. Um... Karma Police. No. Uh, Never mind. I'll figure it out. Okay. The popular no song surprises that Radiohead hates. Creep. But the second most popular song that Radiohead hates. High and Dry. Maybe it's High and Dry. It yeah. might be High and Dry. Yeah. Anyway, unimportant. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read you something that made me cry. 
and maybe this is also maybe just something for my therapist. But it this it's is so what you get when you mess with us. Which what's that one? That song is called Karma Police. Karma Police. Yes, that one. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Perfect, Tanner. What I would like to do for you now is to read you something that made me cry. Okay, and I genuinely did cry when I read this. Can I say this? Yeah. I don't know if it's the climate. Yeah. The current climate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my own constantly simmering anxiety mm-hmm. or my self-medicating mm-hmm. that's been happening with um, various forms of CBD and alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I didn't cry. You didn't cry. I cried in this book more than I've cried in a while at a babysitter's club book. Maybe it's because I'm seeing a therapist regularly now. Oh, I'm. this is my therapy. Okay. I, th- this just really got me, and it's like, it's so, Amalia takes Maggie, Maggie, like, against her will, is like, all right, fine, I'll go see Dr. Fuentes, and then Amalia and Ducky drive her there. Can I, can I say something real quick? Sure. Um, one sec. Okay. I need to, I need to stop you, and I also need to look up the lyrics to a song, and it's going to be relevant, and you'll see why in a second. Okay. Can I, can I register that I don't like it? That it's happening? Is that okay? Because it feels like all our feelings should be on the table in a moment like this. And the feeling that I'm having is that I don't like for the Googling and me, I don't like you singing. I cannot remember yeah. what made us think that we were wise and we would never compromise yeah. for the life and That's what me. I just say. I cannot believe yeah. we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely Fuentes. And that's because of the... Fuentes sort of sounds like freshman. It's a stretch. Slant rhyme, slant rhyme. Okay. Okay. We were merely Fuentes. No, it was worth it. It was worth it. I think it was worth it. Yeah. And I validate you in this moment. Okay. And I validate you. Thank and you. it was worth it. And, and I honor you. And I honor you. And you honor me. And I, and I honor you. Yes. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for allowing me to do it. And you're welcome. And you honor me. And you, could I have I said that you honor me in this moment? You haven't yet. You've you did say that I that you honor and me. and you do you did, honor me. You did affirm that yeah. you honor me. No, and I appreciate it. And it's so gr- it's so good because for me, I was just like kind of ramping up into something, and now like I get the privilege of doing starting again and doing it. Well, and and as the one who has to edit the episode. Yeah, and, and I get to edit, edit the episode. Put the sound drop back, back in. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Technical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Technically challenging. Yes. And so yes. what happens is that Amalia takes Maggie to Dr. Fuentes, and Maggie at the last minute feels like she can't go in by herself. Okay. And... Amalia doesn't want to go in with her. Ducky is there too, and Ducky is cool about it. He's like, hey, "Where are you going? Where are you going?" She's like, "I'm going to the therapist." Okay, and Ducky's like, "All right, man, takes a step back. That's good." Amalia goes, and she's like, "All right, see you later." And then Maggie's like, "Please, you have to come in with me to Doctor Fuentes." And then Doctor Fuentes is like, "All right, fine, whatever." Amalia's there, and it goes wrong at first. The therapy goes wrong. Or it feels like, from Amalia's point of view, from our point of view, from N-Book's point of view, it feels like it's going mm. wrong. Where it's like, 
she's just talking about how perfect her life is. And Dr. Fuentes is like, oh, that's cool. Your dad's a big Hollywood producer. That sounds great. And like, and Amalia's like, sounds like your life is perfect. Everyone would be so jealous of your life. Amalia's like, what the fuck? Like, this is not what it's supposed to be. She's be so supposed to be talking about like her issues around food. She's supposed to be tearing her down. But she's not. You're supposed to be building her up with an inspiration yeah. moment. You're supposed to be tearing her down. And that's with what a we're doing now. Tearful moment. Yeah. And then the following thing happens. Maggie admits that she has trouble with food. Okay. And she's not eating. And yes. she needs help. In the last like 10 minutes of therapy. Maggie is a rock. She never lets her anger or sadness or frustration show. Seeing her like this is scary. Then I realize something, Enbook. Now I'm being like everyone else. I'm expecting her to be perfect. You don't like to cry, do you? Dr. Fuentes asked softly. You already read this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. When? Before the break. About what? This passage, you don't like to cry, do you? And then I said, we'll get to that. And you said, yes, we will after the break. Right, and now we're at it. But you read this passage, and I don't remember what the context was, but you definitely read this passage right before the break. Yeah, but I'm going to just read past it. Okay. Then finally, she breaks down into sobs. Kind of pent up and squeaky at first, then louder until she's practically gasping for air. I walk over to her and put my arm around her shoulder. We rock back and forth. We rock back and forth. I'm pretty weepy myself. I know it's time to end the session, but Dr. Fuentes doesn't mention it. Finally, Maggie says in a tiny voice, You're right. Maggie? Some things are beyond our control, Dr. Fuentes says. You can't solve everyone's problems. Yours are hard enough. This is what you were talking about. You said, I don't need a therapist. I, I got therapy from this book. Right. Yeah. So you have read this entire passage? No, and I also, haven't. Jack, can you honor me for a moment for not stopping down when you said back and fur? Just very briefly, can you honor me? Because I was tempted to, to like go on a tangent about back and fur, but... What did I say? You said back and fur instead of back and forth, and I was going to halt the... the, the show and and dwell on it for a little bit but okay here's what I'll, I'll say what happened i read honor me honor me now i honor you a little Thank bit you. but am also annoyed because i did read one of the sentences that is in this passage wow. before and yeah. now we've halted the whole thing yeah because one of the because you. there was one sentence this house of cards there was one sentence that was an overlap yeah and so well, let's sit in that and i haven't gotten to the part that made me cry yet at all, no. and I was built, and I, and yeah, I was and building up point, to it. It's, it's it feels, it feels like maybe it's almost not weightless. worth it. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, do you think that that's because one of the sentences that I said overlapped with something I said before on the podcast? I think it's because one of us made a mistake. Or I'm, no, or do you think I'm it's not here Or do you think to... it's because one of us interrupted the other one a number of times? I think it's because one of us made a mistake, and I'm not here well, to, no, to let's point let, fingers, and I'm not here to assign blame. Let's. Let's just at least. I'm here. I'm not here to assign blame, and I'm here to cherish this moment here with you. <laughs> Let's examine. Jack, and I honor you, and I honor you, and I honor your motivations, okay. and I honor your passion. But right let's now, you know. I, and I'm, I'm open to this, and I'm open to this experience, and I, and I'm. I think Baby Nation and I are on yeah. one side of this, and you're on the other. Okay. 
I do think it's important to examine all the possibilities because imagine if th- that uh, that I haven't gotten to the the main part of it yet. Imagine that, right? Right. And it doesn't sound like you're going to at this point. And even if you did, yeah, it would be so like hollow. Do you think? And you what? But let's examine. And, and, and let's examine I, why we think it would be sake, hollow. Jack, I think we for should. Your sake, I think we should. Examine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't for your sake. I wouldn't. Do you think it would be hollow because of the interruptions or because of the brief it's repetition? It's so hard to say. <laughs> it's Isn't so it? It's so hard to say. Okay. And I wouldn't. I think if you're going to insist on. Well, I think. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Signing blame. And I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. If you're going to insist on signing blame, I think it's not going to go great for you. Okay. I don't. No, no. I don't want to assign blame. Yeah. But here's what I'll say. In, in, in favor of me just finishing the passage and actually getting to the main part of the passage, and which, and I will you? say, it's there so was a brief hollow. part of the passage that did overlap with something I said before. And do, and I honor you for pointing that out. Thank you. And I honor and you. And you honor for me for not saying the thing about back and fur. Oh, and I do honor you for not saying it, though you did, I will. I should say, did then say it. And you did say, actually say it. Didn't you? Right. But I could have like done- like, You could have said it in the moment. Like a, like a furry kind of like- Right. And I honor and that would have been that. that would have alienated like yeah. our furry listeners and mm-hmm. that would have been bad. Yeah. So. so, but I think that the- the point of this passage, mm. which I haven't read before, definitely haven't read it, and you, you, read, you don't know what it is. Uh, Listeners uh, don't uh, know part, what it is. You did read a section of it. Uh, no, and there was a brief overlap, and I, I have yes. admitted that, and I honor you yeah. for pointing that out. Thank you. And you honor me. And I do honor you yeah. by... By pointing, it, by pointing it out. By giving you gratitude. Yes. Yeah. But the main point of this passage is the point that made me cry and that I think it's going to make everyone cry because I've been I've been given a lot of runway to kind of get there. Yes. By you, and I honor you for that. And thank you. Thank you. Yes. Is relevant to the discussion we're having right now, and it's about okay. you a little bit. Okay. And I'm now I'm worried that it's going to feel hollow. No, I don't well, if it does Who's to say whose fault it is? It is it the is it the person who constantly interrupted, or and is it the person who and I made a small blame. mistake by overlapping? And I with wouldn't the assign blame because no, I feel to like that's not going to be tough good to say. For you. And yeah. yeah, okay. We rock back and fur. Oh no, I already read that part, and you did misread yep. it again. Yeah, and I, no, I read what it. If that they were furries. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maggie, some things are beyond our control. Doctor Fuentes says softly, "You can't solve everyone's problems." Yours are hard enough. I want to get better, Maggie says. The session has gone way over time, and Dr. Fuentes leads us back to the waiting room. She shakes hands with both of us. Again, just Don't, it's elbow, elbow bump. bump. Yeah. yeah. And says to Maggie, Beautiful people attract beautiful friends. Okay. <clears throat> And that's like and you that's and me, your tearful it? moment. And it's just a moment that is like the idea that Amalia is. Maggie is beautiful, and Amalia it's is a beautiful friend. So beautiful, Jack, and it's also. And and can I say I'm beautiful, and you're the, my beautiful friend. It's also my. Yeah, I captured this moment as well, and it is my. <gasps> <gasps> That's your that's your burn. Some burn of the beach. 
of the beach. My sunburn of the beach this week was the following passage. Yeah. Our session has gone way over time, and Dr. Fuentes leads us back to the waiting room. Okay. She shakes hands with both of us and says to Maggie, beautiful people attract beautiful friends. And my burn is on Jack. Okay. Because he has attracted some not so beautiful friends, myself included. And what that means is that he is not beautiful. And that's a burn on you. Okay. All right. I'll take it. And do you see? Yeah. No, I'll see it. Can I tell you? Do you you see how the burn's on you? Yeah. I get it. No, I don't. Um, because the beauty's on the inside. I think you're beautiful on the inside. Oh wow! Yeah, you honor me. Yeah, <laughs> you honor me. You honor me by saying that. Maybe the burn is on me all along. Yeah, because what I when I look within, yeah, I see nothing but ugliness. Here's the thing: I want to be the beautiful person in this, and I, I want and you I to want, be the beautiful friend. I would friend. love to be the beautiful friend, but as that is frankly <laughs> not. So out of the that two is not of us, my my self view. You think okay? I'm so the if, beautiful friend? I think you're gonna have to be. Okay, and you're the beautiful person. Because I am not a beautiful person. Okay. All right. Well, right. That's fine. So maybe it's a burn on both of us. I think it might just be like a double burn. Yeah. I want to do my burn of the beach real quick, and we have to do a hashtag swing for the listeners before we leave. I would love to. Okay. God, I would love to. Let me do my burn real quick. Look at this, man. This is the problem right now. What? Look at this fucking like stance I'm in. Yeah, you're like kicking back. Up. Yeah, I'm just like way too relaxed. You haven't woken my home. Can you go wake Miles? Bring him in here. I that would be an awful idea. Cyril, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when he today he didn't want to take a nap, and the way that he deals with it is like he, you can hear him screaming from his crib. And then he's yeah. like, I need to poop in the potty. And it's yeah. like, dude, we sat on the fucking potty like literally one minute ago before your nap. So no. But then you can, you. you can hear him. Yeah. He just takes all of his clothes off in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, That's okay. Cool. Okay. Motherfucker. That's man. No, it's like, I'm gonna, if you don't want me to poop in the potty, <laughs> we're going to yeah. see what I can do <laughs> in this confined kind of like- space. Havoc I can rake here yeah. in this crib. Um, let me see what say what my burn is. I, in some ways, the burn was that the Pete moment that was really good. But uh, okay, here it is. It's a burn okay. on Rowena. Rowena Frank, and we haven't talked about her much, but because she's barely in this book, except in this one moment. Cece sends a Cece. Cece hires Vanish to play the okay. bat, the homecoming bash. Yeah, I never send Cece the note. The homeroom bell rings too soon. I'm feeling guilty about yelling at Brendan, so I decide to apologize to him. And God, please. Oh, and Brendan. No, so just no, to, no. Okay. And we shan't yet. But I'm too late. Rowena Frank has gotten there first, and she's yapping away. As your student government president and cool girl wannabe, I'm supposed to show you around and impress you. She said that? Well, something like that. And that's what... Mm. Amalia said <laughs> to end book, and it's not what she actually said, but it's what she's yeah. like. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Brendan. Let's talk about he- Brendan because I was a walking boner all day. Let's just fucking say it. Yeah, <clears throat> me too. And I did read this book yesterday, but I was a walking boner all day yesterday and well. today, and it continued into today to yeah. some part of the day. Yeah. yeah, until I had this meeting with the client, and I was like, they were like, oh, 
Think on sexy thoughts. Think, think on sexy Dude, thoughts. Dude, here, could you see the fucking picture of him? He's what's wearing- your boner killer? When you were a teenager, yeah, <laughs> and you had a boner you didn't want. What was your boner killer? Because I could tell you mine with extreme confidence. What is it? I pictured Jesus Christ <laughs> with a crown of rose thorns. Okay, on his head, driving mm-hmm. NASCAR. <laughs> Anytime I needed to not have a boner, <laughs> yeah, and I had one, I was like, "Let's think about Jesus." Okay, covered in blood with a, a, a rose of thorns on his head, driving a driving NASCAR. in a NASCAR race, driving the Coors Light number forty Dodge. Yeah, wow, Daytona, and, it, and immediately I don't know if it was Bristol like, Night Race that was just interesting enough and just non-sexual enough. Yeah. A Talladega. Where is it? Paint the picture for me. Where is it? Talladega? Is it Bristol? Indianapolis. Okay. There is got to be Indianapolis. Here's what I want for it for me is the Bristol night race. I no, it's daytime. Because in the night race, well, the night race is the same as the day race, except it's cool because it's dark. But the the Bristol the track is so much shorter, and so they're always like racing through lap traffic. When I was like 14, a lot more crashes. Definitely daytime. Okay. So it's indie. And I, I worry that the crashes would just veer back into being a little too sexy. Yeah, I feel you. I didn't have one, but here's here's my my here's my boner enhancer, and it's the picture of Brendan, and he's wearing a fucking up Ivy shirt. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and Pete drew it, didn't he? Meet Pete drew it. And he did. And meet Pete and Feet Pete. And Feet Pete drew it. It was like here's what I'm into. With his meaty feet. Like, we could talk about him. That's fucking sweet, meaty feet. He's all feet. <laughs> it's all feet. There's so much meat on those feet. Wow. You put a little That's extra meat on feet those feet. I've ever seen. Wow. So there's a picture of Brandon. He's the new guy in school. For- Brandon Jones, formerly of Short Hills, New Jersey, is wearing a fucking Operation Ivy t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's just so handsome. He's got beautiful eyes. He's shy. He gives her a fucking rose. Mm. And a rose? That rose. she'd never seen before, which is like <sighs> speckly, you know, in an interesting way. I didn't even know there was other kinds of roses. No, I didn't know either. James puts rose petals in her locker and it's creepy. And she's like, I hate roses. But when Brendan gives her a fucking rose, it's long stem rose. It's got, it's, it, she says it's a kind of peach with hints of red and pink and amber. And that's at the a fucking. A kind of peat? Peach. Oh, is it peat? Oh. That's peat again. He put it in there. Yeah, and he's, he's just inserting to, himself into the narrative. And it smells nice. Oh, and it does smell nice, like feet. It's like my meat feet. You can't she smell say my that? meat feet from here. It does. She does say like feet, like beautiful feet. Yeah, meaty feet. Like meat, beautiful meaty feet. Oh, he's so dreamy. And do you want to hear my hashtag swoon? Yeah, I want to hear you. Okay, here's what I want. Tell me your hashtag swoon. Your hashtag swing about Brendan Jones. That's right. It's the same as yours. Yeah, I captured this image. Yeah, and it's op- he's wearing an Operation Ivy shirt, and he's and got he looks spiky cool hair, as hell. and he looks cool as hell. And Maggie's captured him brilliantly in her like Invader Zim style art. And he's wearing a God. fucking Operation Ivy shirt, and he's got greenish blue eyes, and he's not shy. Not in this image, but like he does. Yeah. She describes him as having greenish blue eyes. Yes. Okay. Here's a quick one for you, and it's a segment, but it's Brendan adjacent because my boner ain't going away anytime soon. Let's just be honest. Yeah, no. It's 
Oh, vibe check. Let's do a quick vibe check. Let's check the vibe on this. And it's our hit okay. segment. It's called Vibe Check. You came up with it. It's a good segment. Okay. Okay, so Amalia gives Brendan, they have an interaction, and it's awkward, but she tells him about Vanish, and he's like, oh, they sound cool. She's like, yeah, I'll make you, I'll cut you a tape. And she makes a tape of Vanish, and she, like, gives it to him, and he's like, oh, I'll get it back to you. And she's like, no, don't fucking worry about it. Like, it. it's a gift. Then the following thing happens. Anyway, the other day, Brendan brings me a tape, a mix he's made. What's this for? I ask. Just paying you back for the Vanish tape, he says. So, here's my vibe check okay, for you. Okay, yes. Brendan listens to Operation Ivy, which is like kind of punk rock and kind of like social commentary and kind of edgy. Okay. So it's not Op Ivy on the tape, but what does he put on the mix Okay. for Amalia? It's cool. Pro Propagandi. We stab something more than a fan sticker and a skateboard. Right on your bar, with a route that door. And I don't even care any fucking more. You think it's propagandi? It, it's like for, it's, you know, it's like supposed to be like a little bit romantic, but it's still cool. Okay, Avril Lavigne. No, no, you're way off. No effects. No, no, this is not right. No doubt. No, no. <laughs> I, I think it's Get Up Kids. Too emo. Way too emo. No, but not that's funk enough. Way too emo is fucking perfect for this. It's like it's four minute mile. That's not this. Uh, that's like so. D like the Op Ivy kids and the Get Up kids hated one another. No, in this no, age. they fucking love each other. This is exactly I, right. I disagree. This is the fucking EP. The Op Ivy kids were way too cool for the the Get Up kids. Oh, so kids. you thought it's no doubt? No, no doubt is not right. I think it's Get Up kids. He's. It's like a little bit sensitive, but it's like it's like halfway between fucking Operation Ivy. And, and think about it now. It's not Get Up Kids from the point of view of now. It's like early Get Up. It's like first album Get Up Kids. First EP Get Up Kids. I think it's, um. what's that band that everyone loves that everyone's always creaming themselves over that I don't understand? The Pixies. Okay. I can see that. I it's think it's Pixies. Pixies. It's like, a, it's like a, a, a slower Pixies track. Yeah. Okay. Or what's that... Um. That used to be one of the lovely girls, and I like you. That's like broken that. social scene, and it's like ten. Broken years. social scene. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he fast forwarded ten years in the future. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> He's ahead of his time. Can I do a vibe check? Yeah, please. This is at the um, dance. What's yeah. it called? The homecoming bash. Kids are drifting away, talking and laughing, in the corner of the gym. Christina is dimming the lights, trying to create a mood. Good luck, I think. 
Then I hear Maggie's voice. Down to earth, feet on the ground. I look straight ahead, don't turn around. In all I do, I'm here for you. I'm your fallen angel. And I recognize that I did sing that to the tune to Duran song from the Hobbit films. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't intend to. Yeah, no. So try to try your best to kind of clear that. I've cleared that. Here's what from here's what immediately came into my mind. It's right for the time it might not be right for what Vanish is. But I'm definitely influenced by like how your voice sounded and like your range and like the t- And I told you did and I did say like sort of the timbre of your voice. No, it's not Duran song. Okay. Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. But God, Jack, look at this. What? Holy motherfuck. Okay, Tanner's showing me his notes, and he has written down five check. Under his five check section, this is Fiona Apple. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, so we're beautiful people make beautiful friends. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. We're both beautiful, and we're both beautiful friends. Yep. I think that's a lesson. I think Maggie's lyrics are very Fiona Apple-esque. Wow. And you agree. And I agree. And here we are. And now we're leaving. Oh, and there's Peter. Hanging in this moment here with you. Hey, you know what? What? We're going to leave, but let's not let Orem off the hook. They fucking okay. erased Pete again. And they did erase Pete, and we needed to... Well, I like. we just needed to trust our gut. Yeah. In reading that first passage that we both read, yeah. we were like, this is definitely Pete. Yeah. I have no confirmation that this is Pete. I don't need it. Maybe that's what Orem's doing. They're saying, hey, you're on your own. Challenging you don't need us. It. You can smell those meaty it's, feet a mile away. Orem, you know what Orem is saying to us? Yeah. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> you want to play a game? And I guess we do. And they're saying, can you identify a peat book without us telling <laughs> And yes, we can. And if you can, if you can't, you have to dip your dong in hot wax. Yeah. Um, something to think about. Now we're going to leave. Now we're going to go. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast um thank you for bearing with us uh we are going to be here for the foreseeable future reading these books talking about these books even if we have to do it in our quarantines we are and we are doing it in our quarantines. and we are and we are also here to help because times suck yeah it's it's garbage and it's full of anxiety and it's weird and um it's nice to talk about things that are not the fucking thing it's nice for us to talk about things that are not the fucking thing but it's also nice for you to hear about things that are not the fucking thing and if you want to hear more yeah about the thing that's not the fucking thing i suggest you subscribe to our patreon yes which is patreon.com slash bscc podcast it is more of this it is more distraction it is more fun goofing around and we sing the descriptions each week and if you don't know what that means i suggest you look up a semi-recent social media post of ours where jack cut together a promo for the little sister episodes where he found some of our best hits and 
And Jamie it's does the voiceover. Please, That's good. And Jamie, my wife, does the voiceover. And please do subscribe and and listen because it's it's so much fun. Um, thank you for bearing with us. We love you so much, and we kiss you so much, and we hope you're staying safe and you're staying happy and you're keeping your spirits up. And we are here for you, and we are grateful so much for this community of people. If you would like to be more involved with this community uh, of listeners, the Babysitters Club Club podcast. Go to our Baby Nation Facebook page. It's a very good place right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's lots of fun. Uh, check it out. Uh, go to the Babysitters Club Club Facebook page, and there's a group, Baby Nation. That's where all the action happens. Check it out. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number 9, Amalia, Diary 2, Fate. And next week we're going to be discussing what promises to be a very interesting novel called California Diaries, number 10, Ducky, Diary 2, Try Again. Okay. Okay. Can't wait to unpack that next week. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that my name has been and always will be Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Santa Greenring. Amalia is dancing with Brendan now. And the way she talks... You would think that shy, thoughtful boys with beautiful eyes had just been invented. That's a little too close to the original. I know. The first book of what became a cult, and now it's time. Hit record. Come here, my kid. Look who's there. Hello, Cyril. Hello, Cyril. Who is it? Tainer. It's Tainer, isn't it? Hello. (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.